Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 24, verses 29 through 31. In the last two texts, Jesus has been giving us some insight into end times. Two sections ago, he told us about the signs of the end of the age. And in the last section we covered, he talked about the abomination of desolation, the tribulation that would be to come. And what he says today follows along with that. Verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. What Jesus is talking about at the end of this text, the angels going out and gathering his elect, is consistent with what we've heard in some of the parables that he told previously. I'm thinking of Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the weeds, the parable of the net, where he talks about his angels going out and dividing between those who are righteous and those who are wicked. This fits with that. As for the first part of this text, I think it gives us a great opportunity to talk about how we can accurately interpret scripture, whether a particular portion of scripture is meant to be taken literally or meant to be taken figuratively. So I get asked once in a while, do you interpret the Bible literally? And my answer is unequivocally yes. What I mean when I say I interpret the Bible literally is that I believe everything is in here is literally true. Now that doesn't mean that there's no room for figurative speech in the Bible. For example, think of the parables. The parables were literally said by Jesus and used as teaching tools to unveil truths about the kingdom of God, but the parables are stories. The stories, which are parables, did not happen in real time. They're hypothetical stories that Jesus made up to make a point. So yes, I believe that the Bible is literally true, and I believe that parables were not meant to be interpreted as if they historically happened in real time. You could apply the same thinking to this text. Now, before I get to that, let me just say that verse 29 is interpreted differently by people who take scripture seriously. Some people interpret Jesus' words here as being intended to be taken literally. Some people interpret Jesus' words here as being intended to be taken figuratively. And some people interpret Jesus' words here as a mix of the two. Let's look at it again. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. The question before us, did Jesus mean that literally? Will the sun literally be darkened and the moon will not give its light? Was that meant to be taken literally or figuratively? By the way, if the sun is darkened, the moon's not going to give its light because we know it's a reflection of the sun and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Is this meant to be taken literally or is Jesus saying something figuratively that alludes to the idea that there will be upheaval socially and politically between nations and governments and leaders during this time of tribulation. Some people who think this should be taken figuratively would point to some Old Testament language where it seems like heavenly disturbances were used in a figurative way. Others who think it should be taken literally would point to the fact that there are actual biblical accounts of of anomalies or miraculous signs in the heavens. And I think it's possible for people who take scripture literally to disagree on what they think Jesus intended with this 
this particular passage, whether it was meant to be taken literally or figuratively. My own personal opinion is that it's to be taken largely literally, if not completely literally. And there are a couple things that concern me about defaulting to the figurative side when it comes to texts like this in scripture. The first concern I have is that sometimes it is simply taking the easy way out. Rather than actually have faith that the sun could be darkened like Jesus said, or the moon not give its light, or the stars fall from heaven, or the powers of the heavens be shaken, to satisfy our own need to intellectually grasp everything and have it line up with everything we know about how nature works and how science operates, we go, no, there's no way that could ever happen. That must be figurative. The problem is, if you don't believe God can do those things, then how do you believe that God created the heavens and earth the way that it tells us he did in Genesis? How do you believe any of the miracles in scripture that are beyond rational understanding? And so if we're going to take a text like this figuratively, it better be not because we lack faith in taking it literally, but because the evidence for it being figurative is better and stronger than the evidence for taking it literally. The second concern I have, which is related to the first, is if we're going to go down this road of only taking literally the things that we can comprehend and that fit in our box of how nature works, then what happens when you come to the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Because if you don't believe that he bodily rose from the dead, Paul says everything falls apart, that we are among the most to be pitied if Christ did not truly rise. There are people in seminaries, there are people who call themselves Christians, pastors of churches and preachers who actually advocate for the resurrection of Jesus Christ being figurative. They would argue that he didn't have to literally come back to life. That's a major problem. And that's where you end up if you get on this slippery slope of always choosing the figurative over the literal because the literal is too hard to swallow. Anyway, I thought this would be a good text to broach that subject. And if any of you hearing this have any thoughts for me about how you interpret this or how you interpret scripture in light of the fact that there are some elements of scripture that are meant to be taken literally and some elements of scripture that are meant to be taken figuratively, I'd love to hear your feedback. Email us at info at christiancrusaders.org and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.